Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is now time for the doubleheader at Pocono, meaning the Cup Series will be racing twice this weekend at Pocono Raceway. One race on Saturday and one on Sunday. It won't only be the Cup Series racing up there, as they will be having the Truck Series as well as the Xfinity Series on both Saturday and Sunday. So a lot of racing going on, which means we got a lot of opportunities to strike gold in our fantasy picks. Now, one thing you're going to learn from this weekend is that whoever does good in the Saturday race is more than likely going to show up in the Sunday race. We kind of saw that last year with Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. The only difference was they switched spots. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. If you have a good setup for Saturday, you're obviously going to have a good setup for Sunday. Now, do keep in mind that the miles are going to be different from each race, as the first race is going to be 325 miles, while the other one's going to be 350, meaning that there could be a lot of different opportunities for strategies. So it's basically not going to be the same race over and over. So there could be a few changes. I mean, if we look at last year, we saw Chase Elliott did a abysmal there in the first race at Pocono, but then the second race, he was able to score a top five, and then Christopher Bell was the exact opposite. He was able to score a top five in the first race, and then the second race, he finishes 39th. Same with Michael McDowell getting a top 10 in the first race, finishing 40th. There's a lot of stuff that can change, so I would honestly keep a big eye on your fantasy roster on Saturday night, because obviously some things are going to change for you. It just wouldn't be as drastic as going to, say, a Daytona race, and then the next one be in Bristol. Obviously, it's not that much different because the tracks are going to be the exact same. So just keep that in mind. But without further ado, let's look at it. Let's look at the top 15 picks that you should go for here this weekend at Pocono. Alrighty, so what I decided to do this weekend was I decided to look at the average finishes for the last six races as well as the average finishes at 2.5 intermediate tracks and I also threw in two mile race tracks just for good use. And as a quick little side note, I also included the last six races held at Pocono. Obviously, the most recent finishes are going to trump some of the past finishes from the last couple of years because we've seen some drivers who have absolutely dominated a couple years back. However, they're not showing up nearly as good as they were this year, and the exact opposite. First one being our first pick, Kyle Larson. Can can we really keep Kyle Larson off the top spot at this point? I mean, his average finish in the last six races has been 1.5. With Rick Henrik Motorsports, my God, it has been a great combination for those guys. And I really don't see them stopping. I mean, they've been dominating at almost every single racetrack, every type of racetrack. Would you really be that surprised if we see him in victory lane carrying on that win streak? I honestly don't. Now, of course, you look at his average finishes. They're nothing spectacular. His average finish has been around 14.0 at 2.5 intermediate tracks. That's including Indianapolis as well. Even if we exclude it, it's still 14.0 at Pocono. So it's a little worrisome, but again, completely different team. We've seen how well he's been dominating. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset at you at all if you want to put Kyle Larson on your fantasy roster again. Ride that train. If he can score you 55 plus points, he's worth putting on your fantasy roster. He's like Kevin Harvick of last year. Try to put 
Kyle Larson in as much as possible. Next driver I'm going to include on here is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin actually fits a little bit higher here on the list for the simple fact that most of his good finishes have been at bigger racetracks. Now, obviously, the last six races, his finishes haven't been the most spectacular. He's been running, on average, about a top 10 finish at best, but if you look back at his few average finishes at 2.5 as well as Pocono, he has one of the best averages by far. So it makes you come to think, should he be a valuable pick here this weekend? I certainly think so. The biggest question obviously is, can he take down the Henrik camp? The only real people have that have been able to compete against Rick Henrik has been Joe Gibbs Racing. So to see a Toyota run up front in this race, I feel like it would be Denny Hamlin or maybe another driver that I'm going to mention here. So definitely another good pick here. The number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Next guy up, I gotta include him, even though he hasn't really been a top dog this year, that's the number four of Kevin Harvick. I mean, Kevin Harvick's results here at bigger racetracks in the last three years have just been spectacular. His average finish has been 5.0 in the last 10 races at intermediate tracks 2.5 miles long. That is super damn impressive, and he's had the best average at Pocono in the last six races compared to anybody. That's how good Kevin Harvick is at this racetrack. So this could be another good race where he can score a top three. Unfortunately, it's not the Grave Digger paint scheme. I know a lot of people are disappointed in that. It may want you to shy away uh, from him as being a good fancy pick. But let me tell you, he's good here at Pocono. And we saw something kind of interesting at Nashville. Stuart Haas Racing did not look too bad. They weren't really struggling that race, except for brake issues, but... How much are we going to really blame him for that one? Speed-wise, they were really good. And I feel like Kevin Harvick can have another solid run here on Saturday. If he doesn't, obviously, I would keep him off on Sunday. Fourth pick we have is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch has seemed to be the strongest driver right now in the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp. It's kind of funny. At the very beginning of the year, it was Denny Hamlin. Then it became Martin Trex Jr. Now it's Kyle Busch. Who knows? Maybe Christopher Bell might be the best driver here in the next few weeks. But for right now, it seems to be Kyle Busch. Nashville was honestly a big bummer for us. I thought he was going to be the one to win the race. I really did. I thought he would be able to finally conquer Kyle Larson, but... Fortunately, he wasn't able to. He still got four top five finishes in the last six races. So he's been up there near the front. And I feel like a Pocono racetrack, a track that he really enjoys, I think he can come back and I think he can run near the top. Is he going to be able to beat Denny Hamlin or the Henrik Camp? That's a little hard to say. I think he's going to be a solid top three car this weekend. Put Kyle Busch as your number two pick for your fantasy roster. And then the fifth one of top picks, I'm going to include the number 24 of William Byron. Even last year when Rick Henrik Motorsports, the only guy who was really dominating was Chase Elliott, William Byron was still right there at Pocono. It seems to fit him pretty well with his last two finishes here being 14th and 7th. Having the fourth best average overall here at Pocono makes you think, man, he's actually going to do really good in this race. And honestly, the way that Rick Henrik has been going, I mean... Would you really kind of go against that? Like, oh no, Rick Henrik's going to suck. Maybe Kyle Larson will do good, but all the other drivers, nah, they're not even going to compete. Uh, <laughs> I, it's really hard to really look away from William Byron, especially even when he was doing good here at years when Rick Henrik wasn't really the top team to beat. So William Byron looks to be a real good pick here this weekend. He could be running near the front as well. Could even switch spots with Kyle Larson. I know it's really hard to be Kyle Larson right now. 
now. But I've noticed the last couple races, William Byron has been challenging Kyle Larson quite a few times. All-star race looked really good. Nashville, he was starting to make his way up to the front. I think he just used up too much of his car there near the end. Here at Pocono, a really good racetrack. Shoot, he might be right there on the back bumper of Kyle Larson in the final few laps. We shall see. But those are the top picks, in my opinion here, for the Saturday race at Pocono. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and William Byron. Now for the sixth pick here, I'm going to include the number 22 of Joey Logano. Joey Logano has been victorious here back in the past. Of course, that was with Joe Gibbs Racing, and he bunted out Mark Martin. A lot of Mark Martin fans still very pissed about that. Just look at Slapshoe's channel. He always bitches about that one. However, going back to Joey Logano, he has the third best average out of drivers in the last six races, only behind Kyle Busch and, of course, Kyle Larson. So Joey Logano is not that far behind these guys and could be a good driver to go for. Is he going to be able to beat Kevin Harvick as the top forward? I don't really think so. I would rather prefer putting Kevin Harvick as a top finishing forward in this race. But Joey Logano, good third or fourth pick here at Pocono. Seventh pick, it's going to be Eric Amarola. I really did not know when we were going to start including Eric Amarola as a top 10 guy once again, but after seeing him run so well at Nashville and also his great finishes here at Pocono, I mean, it's really hard to keep him off your fantasy roster, and I'm willing to take a gamble on him. However, if you if he does run good in this race, I think he can run around the sixth or fifth position. I really can. So that's why I'm putting him as in the pretty good category. Hopefully, last week wasn't a fluke. That would be the biggest fear if just last week was a fluke for Stuart Haas Racing and they go back to being shitty again. I really don't want to think that because I look at the last few years, Eric Amarola shows up during the summer. And it usually starts right around the Coca-Cola 600 and he starts to do really, really good around Pocono. I, I'm going to put him on my fantasy roster as my third or fourth pick. I really think he can do good in this doubleheader. Of course, in the Saturday race, if he does really bad, maybe you want to keep him off and just think, ah, he's a lost cause at this point. <laughs> Next up, we have the number nine of Chase Elliott. Why is Chase Elliott so low on my fantasy picks? Well, it's simple. He hasn't really done that good at 2.5 intermediate tracks. With an average finish of 16.2, that doesn't really scream, Put me on your fantasy roster! However, if you've seen the dominance from Rick Hendrick the last few weeks, obviously you still want to ride that train if you can. I just think Chase Elliott's probably going to be the third best driver out of that Rick Hendrick camp this weekend, and I'm thinking more of a 6th or 7th place finish. If you think Chase Elliott is worth that amount, and you think he can get a few stage points, by all means, include him in the first race and see what he can do. But if you're down to like three or two picks, I'd honestly save him for the road courses because you know he's going to be running up front there. That's just my personal opinion. And then let's include the fourth Rick Henrik driver like we do every single time. It's the fourth pick for Rick Henrik, Alex Bowman in the number 48. He's a top 10 guy. I'd say you can use him up right now if you don't expect to use him at all for the rest of the season. Here's the reason why. As long as Rick Henrik is running on this dominant force, you want to use those guys up, especially Alex Bowman, because Alex Bowman for a while looked to be about a 14th to 16th place finisher, which is really weird to say because he's gotten two victories this year, but he's still been the fourth best driver. If he gets 
still keep finishing in those top 10s, it's almost like a replacement for Eric Amarola, being a good solid top 10 guy as your third or fourth pick. That's what Alex Bowman is, and right now, that's what he's been doing. If you think Alex Bowman can get another two top 10s, I think that's worthy to keep on your fantasy roster. And then in the final spot for the pretty good category, we're going to include him once again. Hopefully he doesn't let us down. The number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch finally had something good go for him at Nashville. However, his average finish in the last six races has still been pretty bad. With his average finish of being 21.17, you kind of want to hesitate on putting him on your fantasy roster. However, when it comes to these bigger race tracks, Chip Ganassi has put a, a, together some really good equipment, including a 13.90 average finish, around probably the eighth best average out of all these drivers, and the sixth best average at two point mile race tracks at 9.56. And then at Pocono, his average has been about 16.17 at seventh best. So, Um, Take that as you will. I know those uh, numbers do not really sound that good, but that's still the 8th to ninth best average overall compared to all these other drivers. So I'd say he's a 4th, maybe 5th pick. Um, I would use him as more of a, say, I want to save some of my other drivers here in the top picks because I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe slide Kurt Busch in there. Maybe Kurt Busch can get maybe another stage win. Maybe he can score you 30 points. If he can do that right now, that's good, worthy amount for that number one one machine because honestly his fantasy point value has not been that high right now so 30 points right now would be pretty good for Kurt Busch so those are the guys in the pretty good category we got ourselves Joey Logano Eric Amarola Chase Elliott Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch now it is time to look at the dark horses or the guys you may want to take a chance on Okay, I feel like this guy is going to stay more as a take a chance guy until we see everything unfold due to the recent news that he is going to become a part-time owner of Roush Fenway Racing. You already know who it is. It's the number two of Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski hasn't really been on the best run lately. His average finish has been 18.0. You don't really expect that from the 2012 champion, but here at Pocono, he has always done really good. Even last year, his average finish was 10th because he finished 9th and 11th, so right around the top 10. Is he going to be able to do that this weekend? I'm not really sure. He might do a pitch strategy gamble, but here, here's my problem with Brad Keselowski right now, and this is why I say he's going to be take a chance for a little while until we see what he can do with uh, Roger Penske. Usually when a driver is set to leave a team, most of the time they tend to struggle at the second half of the season. Biggest example was obviously Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2007, just horrible engine problems. Nothing seemed to be working for him, but of course that might be considered a little different. Tony Stewart, he really struggled in 2008 when he was leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. He only got one victory and it was a controversial win at Talladega. Of course, this doesn't happen all the time. I mean, Martin Trex Jr. almost won the championship with his last year with Furniture Row Racing, so... I want to lean more towards the side since Brad Keselowski hasn't been really having good finishes. He's a guy you save in the garage at best. Hell, maybe even wait for the first race to see how he does. And then if he finishes in the top 10, then you maybe want to include him as a sixth pick. That's how I really feel with Brad Keselowski. He is very valuable and very good here at Pocono. So there might be a chance he could run up near the front. But right now, it's definitely a gamble for that number two team. 12th pick has been a guy that has absolutely shocked us the last few races, and that is Ross Chastain in the number 42. Ross Chastain had a really, really shitty beginning of the year. Just nothing was working for him at all, and now all of a sudden, he's a top 10 
guy, and if he even had seven more laps in that Nashville race, he could have been locking himself into the championship. I really think that. So this has been really great, and we've seen Ross Chastain down in the Xfinity Series. When he's with good equipment, he can run some solid races. Remember how he did with Colleague Racing? It was like he was almost guaranteed to finish in the top 10. And right now, I think he's going to stay on an absolute tear. He's doing really good. Is he going to win a bunch of races? I'm not going to say that. Maybe he could sneak away with a victory. I don't really know. But I think he get a few more top 10s, especially here at Pocono. Because if you look at the number 42 car last year with Matt Kenseth, who struggled horribly last year, he still finished 11th and 12th here at Pocono, which makes me think that number 42 car knows how to run on these bigger intermediate tracks. The results show, even at Indianapolis, Matt Kenseth ran well, and I think Ross Chastain can follow in his footsteps. I say fifth or sixth pick, but if you didn't include him in the Nashville race, you're definitely kicking yourself, and you definitely want to take a risk on him here this Saturday. 13th pick, I'm going to have the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell, I feel like, can do really good in this race, and he has been struggling for quite a bit. Average finish, 21.67. This was a guy who won the second race of the season. Now, all of a sudden, he's finishing on average 21st. I think that's even worse than Michael McDowell, so that's definitely really worrisome. However, when he was driving for the number 95 car last year, he was running near the front. Hell, he finished fourth in the Saturday race, and now he's with better equipment. Joe Gibbs obviously really likes this racetrack. We saw it with the success with Denny Hamlin. Eric Jones finished third here last year on the Sunday race. I mean, why not take a chance on Christopher Bell? He's obviously a really good driver. There's a reason why they moved him up into the number 20 car. There's a reason why he was victorious up at the Daytona Road Course. Hell, I'd give him a shot. Maybe a six pick. If you're going to consider putting Brad Keselowski or maybe even Ross Chastain on or Eric Amarola, maybe stay away from the number 20 car. But if you're really confident in your other drivers, hell, put him in there. He could be the fourth or fifth best fantasy pick of this weekend. That's, of course, if he keeps his nose clean. That's something that Christopher Bell has a hard time keeping his nose clean. So we'll see. Maybe give him a shot in the first race and see how he does in the second. And then in the 14th spot, I just mentioned him. How about the number 43 of Eric Jones? It seems like Eric Jones and Richard Petty Motorsports are starting to build a strong relationship together. And it seems like Eric Jones wants to stay over there for a while, which I mean, fair enough. I don't think Richard Petty Motorsports is the best equipment by far, but he's definitely have shown that he, that team can run around the top 20 and even contend for the playoffs if they get a few more better finishes. Here at Pocono, that would be a great opportunity for them to start gaining some points so they can put their nose back into the hunt. I mean, Eric Jones has seen success here in the past. Most recent uh, visit here, he finished third and scored 34 fantasy points. I could see him score maybe 27 fantasy points. He's definitely more of a safer pick because I think that team is running mostly on consistency right now. Could he sneak into the top 10? It's a little hard to say. I think if he's going to do that, it's going to be based off a of strategy. I think he can score even a couple of stage points here or there. Uh, definitely fifth or sixth pick once again. Maybe even more sixth pick. Uh, kind of a guy that you save on your uh, garage if you think one of your other guys is going to be risky. But Eric Jones, hell, he might do pretty good this weekend. And then the last one I have here is the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Believe it or not, he outbeats Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon as a fantasy pick. Why am I doing that? Because of his great run at Nashville 
and also his love for this racetrack. He has done actually really good on this track, even when he was with Gaunt Brothers Racing. Obviously, the finishes weren't anything impressive, but his average finish is still 18.67. That's with him with really good equipment mixed with really dog shit equipment. Because he does have one top five. Uh, that was back when he was in the number 41 car. But, you know, still... This number 99 team has shown that they can run near the front. For a brand new team, they have been really stellar. And I really think that they can do it once again here this weekend. I think we could see the number 99 car get a top 10 finish in either the Saturday or Sunday race. Honestly, in my opinion, though, I would not put him in for the Saturday race just in case. And here's the reason why. He has a technical alliance with Richard Childress Racing. Richard Childers Racing hasn't really ran well here in the last couple of years, which makes me a little nervous on including a team who has a technical alliance. Obviously, they also share the same equipment as um, Chip Ganassi Racing, but we honestly don't know which side they're going to be on. Are they going to be on the Chip Ganassi side where they kick ass? Are they going to be on the um, Richard Childress side where they struggle a bit? I don't know, but save him for the Sunday race. I honestly feel like that's going to be your best bet because... If he runs good in the Saturday race, he's probably going to run really good in the Sunday race. That team has been very consistent so far in their first year, and I really don't see it all of a sudden backfiring on anybody for waiting on track house racing. So those are the guys that I would take a gamble on. The number two of Brad Kisilowski, the number 42 of Ross Chastain, the number 20 of Christopher Bell, the number 43 of Eric Jones, and finally, the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. And that will conclude our fancy picks for this weekend. I know I left out some pretty big names. I left out Martin Trex Jr. once again. In all honesty, Martin Trex Jr., I don't know what's going on over there. They they just haven't looked as good as they were a few weeks ago. So it makes me a little worried. Richard Childress Racing, yes, um, Tyler Reg has been running on a few top 10s, but his finishes here at Pocono have been absolutely atrocious, and even at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they haven't been that great. Last year, his average finish was 325 yeah, I'm not going to really take a risk on that. There's just no reason to. Same with Chris Buescher, and eh, not really great finishes. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and eh, he's about a 15th place runner in this race. So I think these guys would be the best. Honestly, though, it's all going to depend on how they all do Saturday. I keep saying that over and over and over again, and I'm probably annoying the shit out of some of you, but trust me, Doubleheaders tend to have the top dominating guys from the first race tend to come back the second race just as strong. So make sure to tune in on to the Saturday race. That starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be the Pocono Organic CBD 325. And then the next race is going to be 25 miles long. Explore the Pocono Mountains 350. Both of those races are going to be running around noon. You don't want to miss them. They're both going to be also on NBC Sports Network. So there's a lot of fun racing. Make sure you get to tune in, guys. And above all, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.